Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to WEEI. Megan Ottolini here, joined by Andy Hart and Nick Fitzy-Stevens. We have been spending almost the entirety of the show on this great Boston Herald piece all about what went wrong, how it went wrong with the Patriots this season. To sum it up, two quotes here. It's always been about winning and doing what's best for the team. I really believe Belichick when he says that. I think he just really didn't understand how hard it was going to be. Or in the words of another source, quote, I love Coach Belichick, but he effed us. Never thought that I would read that from someone in or around the Patriots organization. So can we take a new look at that? Because I agree with the, the player. His decision effed you. That is You're assuming that's a player? Or coach. Okay. Sure. Person. Could be a coach. Person. Human being. Ball boy. I don't know. I mean, don't get me off track. So do we think Bill legitimately think this was going to work? Or was this what some people are floating as a... Tank Bruce, job? Tank job. Wasted season. Whatever the, the, the other option would be. Because I do think he thought and this is where you get into ego and hubris, that it would work. Yes, I believe that. So yeah, I go with the arrogance. He had the arrogance yeah. about it. But he didn't F you, like, I'm going to show all these players well, I'll waste a year of their careers. People F people inadvertently. <laughs> Did, I didn't know I where that, that was. You slipped and everybody. fell on a... People <laughs> who F people are the right. luckiest people I mean, the as they said in the Muppet Take Manhattan, uh, Ryan, people's is people's. Oh, we okay. understand. Thank you. Uh, no, hey, like, I thought they, in the Muppets they said... People f people. Yes. I was gonna say they people f the Muppets. F people. Yeah, there's there's not there's my no chance that Bill come? Belichick purposely tried to tear the team asunder or that he tried to tank this all. Like this wasn't like revenge for Robert Kraft making him trade Garoppolo, as some national voices may have speculated earlier today. This was not to drive Max Price down. So that they could, like, if he has a bad second year, build him back up third year, uh, he'll look like our franchise quarterback, but we won't have to pay him $50 million a year. It, it's not Bill Belichick also just, like, making sure that he, like, does something to Robert Kraft because he hasn't allowed him to spend cash because they're 27 in cash spending. He just honestly believed this would work. He was wrong. So I would, Very. whoever this person is, the source. <laughs> Call it whatever you want. If you think it's a player, call it a player. You're comfortable saying you people? You like, pounced on me. I just, I've just said, oh, you think that's um, a player. Yes, it sounds like a player, Andy. It does. It sounds like a player. So <laughs> when I, he says he effed us, I think it sounds like it's coming from players. I would change the S to a P. What? He effed up. Oh. He didn't target effing you. Yes. Are we saying effing too much? Nope. Okay. But, like, he effed up. Foul letters. He made what a, a mistake. bad letter. Like, don't you think that would be a more appropriate statement? I understand the emotion of the player. He effed us this whole season, blah, blah, blah. 
but he just effed up. He made a mistake, just like um, Jacoby Myers effed up mm-hmm. when he threw the ball across the field to Mack and Chandler Jones took it. Ramondre I would say effed up. this person might look at that and say, he effed us. We could have won that game. No, 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 he effed up, just like all of you have done at some point during this, this season. Broadcast? Well, yes, <laughs> us too. We effed up. Like so, am I wrong to like well, spin think, it that way? No, is no, that spin? I, is that PR? I get, is that... What you, I get what you're saying, and I agree with it. But doesn't that speak to the sentiment of if you're thinking this is a player, the players? It's not he screwed up; it's he screwed us. Yeah, you screwed us out of a good season, man. Like we were coming off with the same free agents, high priced, same quarterback going into his second year, could have gone further. I don't know if that's realistic because the Bills were always going to be there, but they. It seems like reading this story. It feel they feel that way. So the this reminds me just thinking back on it. Remember when there was this the report the Miami Miracle with Gronk missing the tackle, that whole thing, that Brian Flores was responsible. And he stood up and said, basically, I have to I'll wear that. Yeah. yeah. Like, does Bill need to do that? Or is that just accepted? He won't ever. I didn't say need to. <laughs> he should, uh, should. Should he? Bill do does, that? Do you yes. feel like he needs to? Should he? Yes. Will he? No. Look, it's he's never going to his... do it to us. This is Belichick's fault. No, no, I don't care do about us. In front of the media. No, I mean them. Does he need uh-huh. to stand up in front of that room of 90 men whenever they reconvene? Because he knows, looking out at those faces, which one of you said it? Which one of you said it? going to be a lot F-yeah. of new faces in that room, though. Yes, so, but some might still be there. Speaking to that sentiment, uh, we asked Karen Garigian just... I know uh, it was you, Fredo. <laughs> a half hour ago. If you missed it, check it out on the Odyssey app. A great interview, I think. Uh, you can judge for yourself. But we asked her, you know, how excited are players or coaches to work with Belichick next year, given the judgment that he showed this year? Here's what she said. I think that the, the players, you know, still believe in coach Belichick but there it it, I think it was a surprise to all involved that he would go down this alley (laughs) and again that he that he kind of underestimated the situation or that he stuck by his claim of well a good coach can on defense can coach offense you know that there's like no distinction he underestimated what it went into to be a play caller, to teach offense, and and it all it just backfired and blew up in his face. And you know they were late to you know adjust and adapt. And again, and it was hard. It, you know it was just a, a bad situation for both the coaches and the players to have to deal with. So it sounds like Karen thinks it's the arrogance path. So like if you, I'm not, I'm putting those words in her mouth. She said underestimated, but I also wonder from your guys' perspectives, how much of this is a product of, of Bill coaching with McDaniels for so long where he doesn't have to use that part of his brain on that part of the team. He, he has talked about different times where he would go up to McDaniels and about to make a point, and McDaniels had already mm-hmm. made, made the, the adjustment point. correct, and already was already there, you know? And so it's like, okay, I haven't really had to dedicate myself. Not saying he didn't have any hand in the offense, but he didn't have to have the heavy hand that he had to this year, so he underestimated how much was going on on that side of the ball. But this has nothing to do with the offense, this has everything to do with the decision who you put in charge of the offense. Like, you don't – I don't know what part of the brain you're talking about, but the part of the brain that everybody talked about 
Matt Patricia taking over the offense, everybody said, terrible idea. That's the logic center. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. you tell me Belichick hasn't used his logic center in a few years? Like, that, you know, I understand where you're talking about, like, he wasn't able to fix it. The plane was crashing and he wasn't able to pull up on the stick. He didn't have enough power to do that. Why was the plane crashing? You made a simple, obvious, easy, off-season de- decision, right? Like, there was not this, it's not like it was fourth and two and I got to make a decision right now and, oh, my God, I screwed up. Oh, my okay, God. that's different. It's second down. There's 30 seconds left. I don't like the way, oh, Seattle's sideline looks. This hmm. was January, February. Hmm. Josh McDaniels left. What are you going to do? Like, there's time, there's options, there's people. But the, here, two twofold. One, Josh made it look so easy for so long and did such a great job That's being what I'm intuitive. Saying. Yeah, 100%. I'm dovetailing off that completely. He made it look so effortless for so long. And Josh was such a great compliment to everything Tom and Bill did that he may have... I'm not going to say done the organization a disservice by making it look so easy that perhaps Bill, in a moment of weakness or in a blind spot, thought, well, how hard can it really be? I mean, Josh made it look so... I know, it's a mistake. Josh made it look so easy, and then he trusted the football minds of these guys too much. Like, well, Josh did it. I mean, Josh came from the defensive side of the ball. He worked there for a few months. Let me take it a step further. It's a massive mistake. How much of these guys' success does Bill think is Bill? How much of it is Bill, and I'm not saying this against him, I'm just trying to suss out how he made this illogical decision, how much of it is Bill thinking, well, I put these guys in good positions, I'm a good judge of a good coach, no doubt. and uh, I'll coach him up as a coach, I'll manage him, and I'll make him the next McDaniels. Probably a lot of it. I mean, he's a human being, and he sees the results. They go to other places, and they fail miserably, so how could he not they a little try bit to, of him? Yeah, they try to do Belichick impersonations, and also... To, to finish that point, perhaps it, Bill, as an innovator, Bill always trying to be ahead of the curve, 2006, they don't have enough points, they don't score uh, enough, they don't have wide receivers, he goes and gets Welker Moss, they're one play away from being legends. Um, getting the two tight end sets, do, changing the defense up every couple of years, like they've done great things every couple of years, and maybe thinking about going to the Alex Gibbs, Mike Shanahan rushing attack and changing up the offense a little bit might be the right thing to do. The problem is you brought in the wrong guys, so we have no idea if it was the right idea for the this personnel and on this team because they brought in the exact opposite, people that had no experience engineering this kind of offense. That's where I get back to some of it was logical. Maybe going in that direction with the offense and the blocking scheme. Logical. You're seeing it have success in the NFL. Maybe simplifying it was logical because you're seeing other teams acclimate young players more swiftly, more effectively. That was all perfectly logical. But they're all half-baked ideas. Well, the illogical part is you hired a <laughs> damn defensive coordinator to be to run the offense. It's as Curran said, and one guy was offended on the text line, you hired a plumber to build a house. Yeah, nope, the whole hire thing. the plumber to plumb the house that the carpenter builds. Hey, my car broke down. I'll take it to the plumber. The plumber did actually say that a plumber could build a house, but a carpenter could not do the plumbing. How does that work? He's going to build you a house out of pipes? That'd be a strong house. I've never All seen right, a house call toilet? in. I've never seen a toilet house. <laughs> if you have a toilet house, house call kidding? in. 617-779-7937. You live in a toilet. Let's go to Charlie in Boston. Uh, Charlie, you're on. Hey, um, I, I, you know, this whole thing, I think that this was from the beginning of the season, if you guys ask yourself, like, did we have a shot at the Super Bowl? Like, after the end of this, you know, was it 2021? I'm getting all the years mixed up. But, like, we really, like, Mac was going into the second year. Did we really think we were going to beat the Bills, the Chiefs, like, I think Bill was looking at, like, the window. And, like, this wasn't our window yet. So he went out and just 
Rod and Matty P, and we didn't do much spending in, like, you know, free agency. And I think this year was a year that he's going to take serious because he probably thought or hoped that, okay, we get the real guy, we get Billy O back in, right? And now we have a bunch of free agents we can go after, and we'll try and maximize this window now. Max going into his third year. So I think this was another just kind of not a throwaway year, but it was like another, like, see what we got with Mac year. Like, is he the real deal? Because you don't want to you don't want to put a bunch of pieces around a guy that stinks, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. You also don't okay. want to put stinky coaching around a guy, Char- but you did. Charlie, this is the guy who just a handful of years ago was the no days off guy. Now it's and seasons now he's off. taking a season <laughs> off? It's, do, it's also we, do you, yeah. What, what is no happening here? Well, see, I, I understand. It's a fireable offense, in my opinion. I understand the theory you're trying to put out there, but did he have a personality transplant? Like, what are we talking well, about? Also, Mego, I I can't tell you how many times at this point now, I feel like it's like redundantly redundant to say, but another one of the mantras there at Gillette Stadium is do your job. Okay, Bill, if you keep telling us. New don't, mantra. What's my job? Yeah, no, no, just do your jobs. Because. For some reason, even though Belichick preaches the idea of don't don't go outside of your coaching, we're going to tell you one thing to do and just do it. You know, like Will Fork always says, two-gapping, maintain gap discipline, all that kind of stuff that's super boring but wins football games for them. Why do people like Matt Patricia have three jobs? And do all- your job! Because None another which- mantra was, the more you can do. Well, can they just pick that a mantra? That was an old mantra. Pick one. Right? That was a mantra. That was too. The more you right, yeah, that's more you qualifying can do. for special teams. Oh, Julian Edelman can can go to defense. Troy Brown can go to defense. Oh, you can play special teams. Marcus Jones can play all three phases. The more you can do, but well, not at the same time. The more you, you lo- couldn't do. You lost your offensive line coach midseason because he was so busy trying to figure out how to make Hunter Henry not run into Jacoby Myers. Plus, he wasn't really an offensive line no. coach. No. All right, we're gonna hit the. Uh, the, I, guess, I guess I'd say the highlights. We're going to hit each other, and we're going to hit the highlights of this Boston Herald piece from Karen Garigian and Andrew Callahan. And we're also going to look at, because we just talked to Karen about this, what does Bill O'Brien have to do to mend what looks like a rift between the quarterback and the greatest head coach of all time here in Foxborough? We will hit that on the other side right after training. Oh, it's a fun Thursday with you for about another half hour or so here on WEEI talking about this Boston Herald article all about the most dysfunctional season ever under Bill Belichick. Before we get to Bill and Mac and where they stand, that relationship, let's hit some phones. Let's go to Tony and Bridgewater. Tony, you're on. Hey, how you guys doing? You know something? Nothing in that article was was groundbreaking to me. Like The thing I, I want everyone to remember, don't let Mac Jones off the hook. In any, any successful company, any business, they'll tell you there's a chain of command, okay? Any office, we've all worked in a place where they hire some guy that's a Stugatz. We all know it. But you don't, you don't start barking like the way he barked. And that's why he was in the doghouse with Belichick. This guy gets off the hook for a lot of stuff, and I know it was dysfunctional this year, but, you know, the passes, some of the passes he missed and some of his decisions that he made, and then squawking about it, it doesn't sit well with me. I don't know how you guys feel, but he's getting, he's getting a free ride here. Thanks, Tony. He's not getting a free ride with everyone. Some people are, in my opinion, going the other direction, overly critical. Um, 
I actually think he held it together pretty well for months and months. April, May, June, July, How August, would any September. Of us I would not have handled it well. Now, how would Billy O'Brien have responded? Pretty super the teapot. calm. Yeah, the teapot. Think about it. You're not. It's you're not just talking about any normal person. You're talking about an alpha male who's a professional athlete. You're now talking about someone whose nickname is McEnroe Jones for his penchant for flying off the handle. And you're talking about somebody who has clearly in his sights, in, a, in addition to making a name for himself in the National Football League and a lot of money locally, the opportunity to probably get $200 million. And he's watching that get flushed down the house toilet. He also, this scheme, went from, I'm going to say if you put together a list of offensive coordinators from the 2000s, let's just say, Josh McDaniels would be a top 10 offensive coordinator from the 2000s. Josh uh, to the worst offensive coordinator he could ever have because the guy's not an offensive coordinator. He went from the penthouse to the outhouse immediately mm-hmm. like that. How we, I, I don't understand all these people. I mean, these people are all pushovers. Tony's got to be a pushover. No matter what happens in his work, they bring somebody in above me, I keep my mouth shut. Nope. I just keep my mouth shut, do my job. Even though that guy's crapping all over me, making my job. I get home now at midnight. Used to get home at 6 o'clock. Now I get home at midnight because the guy they brought in doesn't know how to do his job, and he hurts my job. He hinders my ability to do my job. You're just going to take it? You're not going to lose your cool five, six months in? Obviously you would. Everybody would. How about if you... You know, as because somewhat of that guy, you get hurt at work, mm-hmm. and then you can't do your job for four weeks, mm. and then someone else comes in and starts doing your job. Better than and you. And everybody around goes, I love this guy. Right. My ankle. Let's have this guy do the job from now on. I mean, it was almost like Mac Jones got punked this year. This was an episode, mm-hmm. a season-long episode of punked. But no Ashton Kutcher with the camera crew. And no laughing at the end. <laughs> nope. There was never laughter. Well, there might be laughing from him today. I don't think this. so, because, like... Maybe a little bit, but he didn't want to waste a year. No. He can't laugh until he gets a $200 million contract. They're a playoff team. Like, they're competing for Super Bowls. Then maybe you can look back and like, hey, Bill, I love you, man. That was, remember that one year where you really screwed us? Or effed us. Effed us. Or effed up. Effed up. Effed up. Belichick, effed up. Or effed up. Next. 617-779-7937. Here's George and Winthrop. Yeah, listen, I, I, you know something, after hearing everything that's happened, I think it's it's a miracle that they went eight and nine. Yes. And, and could have been better with a couple of breaks, okay? I, it's amazing. I think Belichick, uh, you, ever, you ever try to do something for a friend or whatever, you know, and uh, <laughs> you end up it's the wrong thing, but you try to help a friend out. And the last point I want to make, could it be – that Belichick wanted Bill O'Brien to be his offensive coordinator, and he had another year at Alabama, and he says, well, I'll I'll give it to these two guys for a year, and then we'll see what happens. Yes, that could be possible. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. been brought up by a lot of of people. But what about this year? Well, I'll, I'll wait for Bill and see what happens. Like, see what happens? If I'm Robert Kraft and you're running my five-point-whatever-billion-dollar franchise with, eh, see what happens. I, like, does that does that float Kraft, with you? Kraft, who just said before this season, who said three three years without a playoff. Now four. A playoff win. Yeah. And then Bill's going to say, well, you got to wait until next year because this year's a wash. Well, you told me the <laughs> new year was a wash. You told me that was a reset year. How many reset years we have around here? Every other year is a reset year? You know what? It's almost time to reset. The guy who's resetting. 
Quick departure, a little bit of information from Jeff Howe of The Athletic, a local guy as well. He tweeted, new offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien almost certainly won't be the only addition to the Patriots coaching staff. Sounds like O'Brien will have input in more additions on offense. Jeff Howe of The Athletic. He'll be able to bring in a few of his own guys. Uh, Or just have say. And I think we need that. Like, mm, this yes, is he'll of, have input and more additions on offense. Yeah, I don't, like I don't know who his guys are necessarily from Houston or from Alabama. Because remember, Saban's down on that. You don't raid my staff nope. when you go somewhere else. So I doubt it'll be too much from Alabama. But I mean, I think that that was somewhat obvious. We have Nick Cayley kind of hanging in the breeze here. I don't know. He didn't get the Jets job. That went to Hackett. He's not at the Shrine Bowl with the bulk of the Patriots coaching staff that would seem to be returning. So it looks like Nick Cayley is out. So you need an offense. I mean, you need a tight ends coach. The offensive line coach was Matt Patricia, who don't know exactly what his status is, but I would assume he's not coaching the offensive line this year. So you need probably one there to at least work with Billy Yates and or take Billy Yates's job. Nick Siri, um, I can't. Sirianni, he's in Philadelphia. Brandon is, Bean. Is Gronk I calls hate him you all. Sirianni. No, who's the running backs coach? Shane Vinny Spikeman. Sanceri. Vinny Sanceri. <laughs> Shane Spikeman. Do you think like nice. Vinny Sanceri and Nick Sirianni are very similar? Yeah, close enough. Okay. Okay, anyway, before we talk about every possible coach who could be hired yeah, or fired. Uh, Their offense is the real deal led by head coach Nick Sirianni and <laughs> offensive coordinator Shane Spikeman. Sometimes names Spike are hard. Man. Sometimes names are hard. It's the new logo. Uh, Jumpman meets Spike Man. The one coach we know for sure that will be there is Bill O'Brien. And you asked Karen about the relationship between Mac and Joe Judge because the bulk of this reporting, I would say, on relationships with Mac and other coaches was what a pain in the rear end Joe Judge was. Yes. Mm. Through training camp to the season, to the point that he got phased out in October. A couple quotes from this story from the Herald. One source said, Mac didn't like him, and then added, at all. (laughs) Someone else said, Judge would speak extra loudly in meetings, trying to project like he was the guy. And I think that kind of rubbed people the wrong way. A third source added, a lot of people were frustrated with Judge. And so you asked Karen Gregian when she was on here about an hour ago, talking about the reporting behind the scenes about that relationship. She kind of pivoted to the workload that Bill O'Brien is taking on coming into this job. I think there might have to be some fence mending. And, and I think <laughs> Bill O'Brien is going to probably be uh, a big part of that, instrumental in that. I mean, there's so many things now that Bill O'Brien is going to have to do. And one is to kind of recapture and regain the trust of the players. But just the fact that he is well-established as, as an offensive play caller and offensive coordinator and quarterback coach, obviously he has the credentials, whereas the other two didn't. So, you know, that will help. But, I mean... <laughs> A lot. Mac was broken basically mm-hmm. <laughs> during the year, and and he's going to have to repair him, repair his confidence, um, and I think he's going to have to kind of patch a relationship between uh, Mac and Coach Belichick because it, it seemed pretty obvious to us during the year that Coach Belichick wasn't 
exactly pleased with Mac and how he was handling the situation. So those are just mm-hmm. a couple of tests that Bill O'Brien has to take on. Uh, Mac was broken. He has to fix his confidence. Also, apparently Bill O'Brien has to work towards mending fences between Bill Belichick and Mac Jones because it's apparent to everybody who was on the Patriots beat, according to Karen Garigian, that it wasn't so warm and fuzzy towards the end down there. And that's the interesting part to me. I don't think Bill O'Brien will have any problem getting more out of Mac, the quarterback, physically. but Certainly than this year. Right. But now he has to, first of all, it's a little presumptuous on his part. So, hey, Bill, I need you in here for a minute. Mac, you sit down. Bill, you sit down. Now you two talk to Wait, each other. Wait, he's going to run O'Brien a beer summit? Yeah, that's what I'm, like, Karen is saying <laughs> that's that. That's Karen's insinuated. The like, teapot is going to be the peacemaker? Right. He's the peacemaker in Bill Belichick's building at Gillette Stadium? Like, he just walks in? Oh, I've been here a week, again, for the second time. Um, Like, I... That's hard for me to envision, and it's hard for me to envision Bill Belichick playing along with that little scenario. Like, that's um, that's not how that's, that's a tall work. task. That's not how that's going to work. Well, maybe it's something more behind the scenes where Billy O'Brien is just trying to work this out in real time. Billy O'Brien is going to Mac and saying like, "There's a lot of reasons to trust Bill Belichick, Mac." Yeah, that's what I, know I feel he like. Burned you last year, but here's a nice story about when Bill was being real cool and. Doing cool stuff for Tom Brady, and he could do this for you. And vice versa, going to Bill and being like, it's amazing how much Mac likes you and respects you and <laughs> thinks you're the greatest coach. It's I, I couldn't believe he just offered it up to me out of nowhere and wrote me notes about how great a coach I you love, are. And- you know, uh, Mac, the truth is... He's just really intimidated and impressed by you at this right. point. You're he's, great. He's too self-conscious yeah. to say it out loud. Like I, that is a... Um, and, and hopefully you don't need that. Right, like maybe it, it can sounds just be, like they need it. No, they needed it. Oh, they need they need relationship counseling. They need they need couples therapy. You think that Bill Belichick is going to be on the couch together? And Billy O'Brien, the teapot, is the therapist. Nope. Like what I don't the hell is going involved. on here? I don't want. He doesn't want to be involved in that. I'm hoping they handle this the way I handle things in my personal life. Like time heals all wounds. Just move on. Like just forget about it. <laughs> Bury you forget, it deeper I forget. and deeper right. and deeper. Exactly. And we don't they, talk about the volcano it. erupts. Absolutely. We okay, don't talk great. about it. We just move on. That's what I think Bill Belichick and Mac Jones need to do, and I think it could work. It's very helpful. Let's hit the phones real quick. 617-779-7937. Eric on the South Shore. Eric, what's going on? I really cannot believe all the Mac Jones apologists. The kid is not good. Baby, I've been here all season. He's a typical Alabama quarterback that in college was surrounded by unbelievable talent like and nothing Hurts? translates to the pro. Nothing. Can you tell me anything that he has done well? well Since 2000. He, listen to me for a second. You asked Since a 2000? question and I started to answer and you told me to stop talking. I don't know what he's Sorry, doing in no, 2000. Since 2000, the Patriots have had the best offensive coordinator situation in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And then you have a player like Derek Carr who has had five different head coaches since he's been in the league in 2014. Yet somehow he's found a way to throw for 5,000 yards, 40 touchdowns. The Oakland Raiders have been the worst situation in football. And Matt nope. Jones comes into the NFL. What do you mean, no? Matt did Jones he have a, no, 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 whoa, whoa. Did he have a defensive coach and a special teams coach as his primary coaches? You show me that season where Derek Carr threw for 5,000 yards with a defensive coordinator calling plays. <laughs> so last year, last year, Matt Jones had Josh McDaniels, and they lost four out of five, and he was trash. He was absolute trash. He wasn't so trash. He that has become a talking point. He was not trash. He was a rookie quarterback who faded in a rookie season. Damnedest thing. Feels like it happens to everyone. And then year two was an absolute poop show. 
Derek Carr mm-hmm. is the greatest quarterback. He Where? throws 5,000 yards every season, and it doesn't matter who his coaches are. Why do people hate Mac? Was that David Mac? Carr? <laughs> no. Why do people hate Mac? Why is the, the, the animal? Is it because you can't? You know what? This is a little bit of they can't blame Bill. Just like uh, we had uh, Mike like- Rodak on talking about how Billy oh, O'Brien right. took the 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 anger from the Alabama fans, Crimson Tide, because you can't you can't criticize the Saban. Dotto football Hail, Saban, Hail Saban, right? Even though the defense was giving up fifty plus while they were losing losing games, can't criticize Saban. So we go down the rung. Oh, that Billy O'Brien guy. We can rip him for a while because the offense is like two spots lower than it was the year before, despite the fact they have no receivers to speak of to go in the first round like they did for years. Mac Jones is is becoming the whipping boy because you can't criticize Bill for a lot of these people. The your kid people. is no. not good. But the guy goes, what has Mac Jones ever done? And I start to talk, let me speak, he says. Like, wait a minute, you asked me a question. That's how this works. You ask a question, I answer. He's no Derek Carr. Like, what are we doing? Gosh. And again, we said this, I think, off air. I don't really like Mac Jones. I don't really think Mac Jones is going to be a great franchise quarterback. But you have to be reasonable I in your assessment. I just say you said that. We didn't say no, that. but we talked about it you off air. You right. noted the the interesting that I turn into some Mac apologist because I'm pushing back like against it. idiocy. You're do, defending him. My guess is it's at nice. best he's a bottom half mm-hmm. of the NFL starting quarterback. At best, Mac Jones. Yes. If the, his, his, I don't think ce- that's his at best. I don't think that's his, his ceiling. ceiling. Uh, his wow. ceiling to me is like ten to twelve if he plays his absolute it's best and he can finish somewhere in the twenties. Look, you're not. He's not going to play better than the top six of the AFC anytime soon. No, but generally when you're in the 10 to 12 range, you you have a year, but you also have a year where it all hits and you have Julio Jones has a great year and all of a sudden you're like a top three quarterback for that year. We're getting Julio Jones? Not anymore. We don't want that anymore. (laughs) But you know my point. If you're dangling in that Mm -hmm. 10 area, when everything comes together, maybe like they draft the right receiver and the right veteran this and the scheme just works and the opponents work and it all comes together, you have like a top five or type season. Do you think he's capable of that? Any given year just having a top five like he wowed me. He threw for 4,800 yards. He threw 30-plus touchdowns. He threw seven interceptions. They were great. Is he capable of that? Maybe at best. Yeah, I, more likely I'm than with not, you. or as Wells reports, more doesn't probable stink. than not. More probably not. Well, Andy, yeah. I do think okay. that mm-hmm. you know a lot of people also probably come down to the point of you have the greatest coach of all time, so why can't you be a better quarterback? Maybe you don't have the greatest coach of all time anymore. Well, he once was. Once he still, was. Where did the knowledge now he's, go? Now then? he's about to be seventy. You said he wasn't using the right part of his brain. Um. No, I said that I think he wasn't tapping into. He didn't have to for years. Or maybe he's lost his fastball. He's 71. It's okay. Now we're becoming ageists. No, but is Tom Brady as good as he was? Uh, He's still pretty damn good. No, he's not. He did not have a great year. He wasn't good. Aaron Rodgers, is he as good as he was? No. That's different. You're talking about, like, you're talking about physical ability. You are just Decision making is part of aging. Your brain doesn't work quite as well. Old people, they take your car keys away. I know it's the I cliche. Really I know plenty of young people make dumb decisions. Yeah, I know too. plenty of people that make decisions yes. based on other things. They bought a Subaru. S- some people. What? Yeah, no. Big well, there time, goes that sponsorship. Yeah, I don't think you'll be doing that live reading. It's not going to be a Subaru summer. Uh, uh, Thanks, Andy. You know what? Before you started you, it. Before you lose more sponsors for us, uh, we're going to break. When we come back, we see your calls lined up. How are you feeling about the future of Mac and Bill Belichick together with Billy O'Brien, hopefully mending that fence after reading that Boston Herald article from Karen Gregan and Andrew Callahan. We'll be right back. Call from mom. 
Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to WEEI. Talking Patriots. Crazy story in the Boston Herald about how everything went down behind the scenes this season. Let's rip through some of your calls here. We'll start with Cody on the Cape. Cody, you're on. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. What's up, buddy? Uh, I just want to say I love your show. Uh, Mego, you've been great since you've been on. And uh, I love their Arcan, too. I know he's gone, but uh, he did a great job. But He'll be back. Don't worry. In my opinion, are just like so unsolicited. Uh, If you really look at Tom Brady's career and you look at if you took Romeo Cornell and tried to make him run the offense after 2001, what would that look like after coming from Charlie Weiss? Like, you've given him no materials to, like, do anything. His frustration is what we should be, like, conveying. Like, our frustration on, like, the offensive coordinator, our horrible receivers. Like, Myers is our number one receiver. That's a joke. There's not a single team in the NFL where Myers is your best player. Thanks, Cody. A lot of opinions there. Mm. Kind of rough Jacoby catching strays, though. I mean, he did everything he could. I understand what he's saying. He's not a number one. You know, don't call him a joke. He might be a number one on the New York Giants. Myers? Yeah. He'd be a number one receiver on at least four or five teams. Uh, Tops. Can I get three and a half? Yeah, I'll take the under on the four to five. Um but the the point is accurate. If you had made Romeo Cornell yes. Tom Brady's offensive coordinator for mm-hmm. the 2002 season, I think it would have been a train wreck. And I love Romeo Cornell. Yeah, they didn't go with Dean Pease in 2010 <laughs> after, you know, they went to Bill O'Brien, someone who had actually called it before. Yes, it's kind of how it works. Let's go to Dave in the car. Dave, you're on. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good, Super. what's up? Dave. Hey, wondering if one of Belichick's questions to O'Brien is, do you think we can win with Mac? Do you, well, you mean like in the interview process? Yes, I think yes. that Mac was discussed and what the upside of Mac is. Yes, I absolutely think that had to Isn't have been Isn't that discussed. maybe the number one question? Should what be. do you think we have with And the not kid just here? with Bill O'Brien, I think with Anybody. all of We speculated that was in. the first question at all the interviews. And it should be. And so I'm guessing, so so what's your point? Um, is he gone? You I dropped him, him. sorry. Oh. Damn it. He's quick. I think he's curious about how much Mac is the priority and if they are still trying to figure out, you know, if he is the guy or if this is just... Do you think the, the hire was hingent upon that? Well, also, don't don't you think that Belichick... Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's hingent. a word. No, that I'm Belichick, it up. <laughs> I want it to be a word. Uh, that Belichick really values O'Brien's opinion on this kind of thing. So, but my point is, if O'Brien said, yeah, Mac's the guy. Mm-hmm. I went through all his tape from Alabama. I've talked to him. I saw what he did with you guys. Mac's the guy. Is that, 
what if Bill doesn't think he's the guy? Yeah, he's like, like what was the answer? Wrong that, answer. Right, that's my point. I hope or, you like mm-hmm. Billy Zappi. Or if he said, well, Bill, let's be honest. It's an athletic player's league. We need more athleticism at the position. He's not the guy. So the answer to you is whatever Bill's already thinking that he'll agree with. It's, I mean, he hired him immediately. Yeah. Unless he wants him to oversee the transition. He's like, whoa, if we change quarterbacks again, I really need a good offensive coordinator. That's even more of a premium value job. Um, but it, it is interesting. Now, Mike, like, don't you think that this is a make or break year for Matt? Oh, absolutely. This is oh, his I year. Absolutely. You gave him a guy. Yes. No more complaints. No nope. more hissy fits. We'll try to upgrade talent. We'll figure that out on the fly over the next couple months with cap room and trades or whatever. I just saw a nice uh, Photoshop of DeAndre Hopkins in a Patriots uniform on on Twitter. Mm. Who knows whether that happens? Are you or sure not. he wasn't at the Hertz counter? Somewhere? No, this was this was <laughs> at the airport. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it could have been. There's the music. All right. Sorry, guys. Call back in tomorrow. It's the almost end of show with Ryan. Yes, it is the almost end of the show, which is sponsored by Cars for Kids. The easy way to donate your car. Donate today, and your car can be picked up tomorrow. Call 877-CARS-4KIDS today or donate online at cars4kids.org. And remember, that is always cars spelled with A-K. I would like to wish a very happy 89th birthday to the living legend himself, Mr. Baseball, Bob Euchre. Just a bit outside. Bob Euchre is allegedly a very, very funny man. I've heard so many Bob Euchre stories. Most I can't do on the air. But I would like to turn this over to the late, great Norm MacDonald, who was on David Letterman's show a couple years ago and told this story about one of my all-time favorites, Bob Euchre. Bob is a very, very funny man, and uh, and uh, I, I go often go in the booth with him, you know. Oh, sure. So uh, one time we were there, <laughs> and uh, John Fogarty was in the mm-hmm. audience. Mm-hmm. You know, a fortunate son, you know. So uh, <laughs> John Fogarty was there, so... Bob Euchre is a very uh, interesting guy. He thinks of everybody as the same. He doesn't think of people as stars or anything like that. He's a very down-to-earth yeah. guy. So uh, he was talking to me. He says, hey, man, you know that guy? I go, yeah. He goes, that's uh, John Fogarty, rock and roll singer. So I, go, yeah. I go, yeah, yeah. I know who it is. He goes, yeah, man. He goes, uh, but I played in a golf tournament with him. He goes, you probably think of him as some that likes to bite the heads off of chickens. But uh, <laughs> this guy can... Uh, That's exactly how I think of him. <laughs> this guy can get it out of the sand trap like nobody's <laughs> business. So, uh, <laughs> so he goes, he's got a hell of a set of pipes on him. Uh, he goes, uh, uh, come the seventh inning stretch, I'll have him up here. He'll sing for you. <laughs> so I said, no, no, Bob, don't do that. Like, don't have him come up and sing yeah. for me, please, you know? He goes, what's matter, man? Don't you even know who he is? He got all mad. <laughs> So I go, yes, Bob, I know who he is. He did Creedence Clearwater sure. Revival. Yeah. He goes, yeah, he did all that. It's <laughs> a lot of bleeps. That's Norm McDonald. You know what? Because that's Bob Euchre. Right. Yeah, rest in peace, Norm McDonald. Artie Lang tells a great story about Bob Euchre on the old Howard Stern show. I recommend you give it a listen because I, I couldn't do anything with it. Norm McDonald is an absolute legend. R.I.P. Is that everything we have, Ryan? Oh, no. No, okay. it's not. Now, a few things make me happy in this world, unlike a, a, a great rant from the one Chris Mad Dog Russo. Belichick! It, by the way, I think there's a reunion happening on ESPN in a week or so. First take, baby. Yeah. Mike Next Francesa, week. Chris Mad Dog Russo, who Dog. shaped, the, was part of the formative lives for a lot of sports talk listeners. A little before my time, but I really do enjoy Chris Mad Dog Russo. Well, those guys were interviewing Mel Kuyper yesterday 
Uh, obviously, draft is coming up soon. We got to talk to Bell Kuyper, one of the foremost experts on who's coming out, who's getting drafted where. But I would also like if we could start working this particular verbiage into our lexicon, according to Chris Mad Dog Russo, the draft what? Mel, Get how, about, how about last thing? How about the number one pick with the Bears? A, there's quarterbacks available. Who knows on fields? He hasn't shown he can throw from the pocket yet. That's the first thing. Second thing, so if you love fields, do you trade down to help your draft booty and, you know, take more picks? Or number three, do you think what? the Georgia quarterback is so great? I used the wrong word here. <laughs> the Georgia quarterback is happened. so great. I used uh, – look at him laugh again. What happened? Can I finish the no, interview? Can I, I finish the know question? what you meant. Well, you know, capital, draft, all the stuff you get with the draft and everything else, assets, picks, things like that. Why did you I used them all. I don't know. I, it came to me. Stupid. Anyway, now, anyway. Uh, can I ask a question? What are you laughing? Yeah, for? ask your question. <laughs> can I ask with a question? Draft booty. I just okay. don't get can draft I, booty. Would you, if you're the Bears, would you draft the Georgia defensive lineman who did nothing, by the way, against? Okay, thank you, Mad Dog. Draft, draft booty. booty. I'm all for it. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Now you know who. Like your treasure chest. Pirates yeah. have a booty, don't you know they? You know who used to go there all the time? Wiggy. Wiggy used to go to draft booty. Uh, draft booty. Oh, get yeah, the he, wings. He's got <laughs> <laughs> lemon pepper. There's Mad Dog biting Wiggy's style. All right, Ryan, thank you so much. Yes, that was the end of the show. We are now at the end of the show. Rich Keefe, coming up next. Yep, tune in. Uh, Thank you to Tommy Curran. Thank you to Karen Garigian. And thank you, Andy and Fitzy. We will be back tomorrow at 2. Till then, listen to Keefe. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.